What is up, my horror movie motherfuckers? Happy Friday, man. It's the end of the week. It is Fright Friday. I hope everybody has had a wonderful and safe week. Um, today, we are got we got some great stuff. We're re- reviewing a great movie. Also got some horror news for you. So we're going to dig into the horror movie, movie or horror news. Excuse me. I'm a little stoned. That's all right. <laughs> uh, Vertical Entertainment is planning to give the sci-fi thriller Risen uh, theatrical on on-demand release today. So check out the trailer on YouTube. You can Google it. Uh, Google Risen trailer, R-I-S-E-N, and it will let you see what the movie's about, basically break it down for you. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about it. So <laughs> hope you are too. Uh, also today is coming out is demonic from Neil Blomkamp and he's the director of, uh, district nine Chappie. Uh, so you also, you can go Google it and look up the trailer and see if it, you know, if it has one, but it'll definitely break down the movie for you and let you know about it. I'm sure it's going to be a, a good one, uh, with the director. So again, I'm psyched about that one. Uh, next one we're going to talk about is they have the night house and is directed by David Bruckner. And he, he also directed the ritual, the VHS series, um, and now, which I'm super psyched about is he is involved with a production on the reboot of Clive Barker, my fucking dude, the awesome Hellraiser man. And it's coming to Hulu. So you guys definitely, definitely want to be on the lookout for that, man. That's I'm looking for that myself. Uh, it's already premiered at the Sundance last year and received some great reviews. So I'm, I'm, sure it's definitely going to be worth a watch and I'm going to be looking forward to it. Uh, last, uh, one thing I am super psyched about August 21st marks the 40th anniversary of the release of the John Landis classic and American werewolf in London. Fucking love the movie. It's one of my favorites. Um, 40 years, man. I just, I can't, I can't believe it. You know, I was eight years old. So, um, yeah, man, like much love to all the, all the actors who gave us so much suspense. And again, the, the special effects on it was amazing. Uh, transformation into the wolf, always loved it. The wolf running down the street. I mean, it, man, it was just, it was wild. And one of my favorites still to this day. Uh, today though, we are going to roll in to one of my favorite directors in Wes Craven and his 1977 classic, The Hills Have Eyes. So watch the fuck out, man. <laughs> it is a man, awesome movie. Uh, when I, I, I seen it, probably I was maybe nine, ten-ish, something like that. And I watched it and I, I have, fa- I have family in California and Nevada. So definitely didn't want to go out there and see them anymore for a little while. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, you know, it, it, it just puts that in the back of your mind, you know, that that could really happen to you. 
uh, that situation, you know, it's plausible because it is based on true events. Yes, you're fucking right. True events, man. And it was uh, Alexander Sonny Bean is, and it was from, I guess, sometime in the Middle Ages. Um, he was with a lady, Agnes Black Douglas. They had like 29 kids. Um, I think in a 25-day period, I think they killed a 1,000 people and ate them. Uh, the overall count, I believe, was over 6,000 or, or a little under 6,000. Super crazy. So to know that shit like that really happens, that's what got me. And I'm sure it's what got, you know, other people as well. Uh, but just to, you know, to start it off, you know, you have the Carter family uh, basically going to California and... They want to stop off in Nevada, and which is it's pretty cool because it was actually filmed in California. Uh, it was in the Mojave Desert in Victorville, California. So it definitely, you know, they stayed true to the canvas, and I thought that that was that was pretty cool too. But uh, yeah, they you know they're going on a trip and they they have inherited this silver mine in Nevada. So the father wants to stop off there, check out the mine. Uh, of course they, they get going through there. They had to stop at a gas station. They're pulling a trailer and it's the, actually it's the mother and the father, uh, the two daughters, a son, a, the son-in-law, which is D Wallace. She's in the movie and their child, so you have them on the vacation. Uh, they stop at the gas station and which is, I think it's Fred's Oasis, I believe is what it was. And, uh, but even seeing Fred, you know, I'd have been like, no, nah, we ain't stopping here. You know, we gotta, we gotta stop somewhere else. So, but they get out, um, you know, also they have two dogs with them, Beauty and the Beast, which I thought that was, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty cool. But, uh, they go inside and, you know, even the dog is starting to kind of trip out and it sees something. So if my dog starts acting, acting a fool, I, it's time to go, you know, handle your business. Hey, get the hell on. And they go out, uh, they, they end up back on the road or whatever. And the guy, Fred tells them, stay on the main road. Do not go up in them hills and mess with, try to mess with the mine or, or whatever. Just go stay on a straight road and, and get the fuck to California. But as, as always, they, I mean, they don't want to listen. So again, you know, horror movies gives you that fucking map of survival. I don't care what anybody says. It gives you a map of survival, man. So, you know, somebody tells you don't do it and they're from there, don't fucking do it. And <laughs> so basically the family gets back in their car uh, and they hit back on the road. Uh, you get the, the, I guess, weird Ruby uh, that comes down there and wants to trade for food. And he's like, I ain't got nothing else to trade. And, 
then that's when he basically ta- starts talking about the clan. And that's the fucking, the inbreds up in the mountains, in the, in the hills. And so he doesn't want to trade. He basically, you know, is trying to get the fuck out of town himself. This girl wants to go with him. He won't let her. And he said, you know, he tells her, you know, if, if uh, the guy's name's Papa Jupiter and is her father, but, and he says, you know, Jupiter will gut you or whatever. And, you know, fuck you up if you try to go with me. And so it goes to the family, back to the family. Let's, uh, let's get back to that. They're on the road. Um, this, it was actually a, an abandoned air force base that they're in the middle of. So, but they still fly planes over and they do, uh, maneuvers and all that stuff. And a fighter jet comes over, scares the shit out of the dad. He, he trips out, kind of runs off the road and comes on, comes upon a, like a rabbit. So it doesn't want to hit the rabbit and ends up wrecking the car and it breaks the axle the guy, you know, everybody gets out of the car. They're all tripping out, you know, oh, I'm hurt a little bit. And, you know, they let the dog run around and the dogs are acting a fool. And you, you, you gotta, you gotta think, man, dogs sense shit that we do not, that we don't. So man, listen to your fucking dogs, people. I mean, if they tell you that, you know, they got, they're barking, they don't want to go somewhere. I wouldn't go myself. But, uh, so they end up having to stay there and they send off the father, which is a retired Cleveland police officer. Uh, he's got a, a 44 revolver, uh, basically gives his son, Bobby, uh, a 45, 1911. Uh, then the brother, or the son-in-law, Doug, D Wallace's wife, he is going to go one way. The father's going to go back to the gas station and talk to the guy and everybody else is going to stay there and get the food ready make the best out of it, start a fire, whatever. So they take off each way. Then one of the dogs takes the fuck off and runs up into these mountains. Of course, one of them has to go chase the dog. And this kid, it's Bobby, he takes off, he runs up into these damn hills and he chases this dog like all the way up and hears it barking and all of a sudden you hear the, the, hey, right after that, I'm done. I'm done. Sorry. You know, you know where your food is, dog. You know where it is. Come on back whenever you're ready. But me, I'm getting the fuck out of there. (laughs) And so... He doesn't leave until he sees the dog and it is, it's been killed. Uh, it, it, they say that an actual, uh, dog, a canine cadaver was used. So, I mean, for special effects, can't get more, you know, more better than that. But, uh, so he sees the dog dead and he takes off run. Then he takes off running and, he he's running, he's trying to get back. And when he gets back, everybody's like, well, where's beauty? Where's the dog? He doesn't say shit. 
He doesn't tell him nothing. I'm like, dude, tell everybody. Hey, man, the dog's fucked up. It's, you know, she's no longer with us. We need to get something happening or protect ourselves. Everybody stay in the camper, shoot anything that comes in the door if it ain't your daddy or, or your, your brother-in-law or whatever. So, you know, that, that's, that's my take on it. But he goes back, he doesn't tell anybody. And so I, you know, I was always just like, dude, that's, that's fucking ridiculous. Uh, so they, they're watching them from the hills. Uh, they also had the, the people in the hills, the hillbillies, they have just raided an abandoned air force base, stole some radios, uh, some other type of shit that they took. And, but they can basically communicate now. And you have, uh, I guess it's Pluto. Yeah, I think it's Pluto, uh, up there and he's talking, he's like Papa Jupe, Papa Jupe, which is old Michael Berryman and, you know, Michael Berryman has been in everything. So from the Hills Have Eyes to Weird Science. And if, if you need any more reminding, he's the bald guy with the big eyes. So, uh, great actor, great actor, man, uh, Love almost every, just just about everything the guy's done. Um, but anyway, he's uh, he's basically called back to Papa Jupiter, letting them know that people are there and they have a baby. So these people want to get this baby and eat this fucking baby, man. Like I I was tripping, and they're calling it like a, a, a fresh a fresh pig and little pig and all this. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. But again, they are fucking cannibals. So first of all, they ain't going to be right in the head. Second of all, they're fucking cannibals, you know? And so anyway, he's, he's radioing back and they're setting up to go down and raid this broke down, uh, station wagon and little RV, little motorhome and behind them that they're pulling. And they get, so the two, the dad's gone. He, he took off one way. The brother-in-law's in the other way. And you have the brother, the mom, and the two, the, the sisters and the baby. And they're down there and it just, it gets to where they are mimicking this, this dog. They're, they're mimicking the, the German shepherd that they killed. And so it kind of leads off the, the other dog, which is the beast is what he's called or his name. And the brother tries to go off, go off and look, you know, look for him. So as he's doing this, the, what is Mars and uh, Pluto go into the RV and start going through their shit. And the, you know, the, the women are asleep and so they end up like raping the sister and, uh, actually, uh, Mars and the Lance Gordon, he's, I guess, watching out for him and, uh, gets basically gets thrown off the, a rock by beast and they don't hear anything and you know they're trying to get a hold of them and they find out that something's happened to him pisses uh mercury off and 
he ends up like trashing the shit, like losing, like snapping and breaks the head off this parakeet, drains the blood in his mouth, man, eats raw meat. Like, and, and, and this guy, he, he really ate the raw meat. Like, and I, again, man, like you don't get any realer than that shit. So, uh, but yeah, the, so back to the dad and the brother-in-law really doesn't show the brother-in-law Doug, uh, too much until he comes back. But the father ends up getting back to the store. As soon as he walks in the store, he basically gets attacked by this old man and goes into a room and the old man tries to hang himself. So the old, the, the father pops off a shot because he doesn't know really what's in there, opens up the door and it's an old guy hanging there. And he's like, get your dumb ass down. <laughs> like, what are you doing? He was like, you know, I thought you were a trespasser. And he's like, well, do you usually hang yourself when trespassers come by? And I'm like, yeah, what the fuck is that deal? And, but anyway, it, the, the, I guess the jump, most jumpiest part is when he is telling the story about, um, you know, Fred is telling the story about this kid that him and his wife had. And the kid was born 20 pounds and Harry is an ape. And by the time he was 10 years old, he was bigger than Fred and uh, started biting some heads off chickens, killing animals and stuff around the area. So they knew he was fucked up. He was fucked off. And so the guy goes to to town and comes back, places burnt down. Um, Fred's wife dies. She's burned. The baby's burned. But the kid, the 10-year-old boy, is still there. No marks on him. And the guy's like, I, I knew he did it. So he hit him in the face with a tire iron and or crowbar, basically. Split his face wide open, 10 years old, man. And takes him out in the middle of the desert, drops him off, leaves him, hopes he dies. And this is a story he's telling the dad. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm not going to give it away, but I mean, there is a very jumping point in that, in, in that scene that you will never fucking forget. So the guy, the, the dad takes the fuck off running. Now, the dad, the father has retired from being a detective because he has heart problems. And this motherfucker is running, running like marathon running. So if you, you know, if you're ever in that situation, you got heart problems, don't fucking run. Do a brisk walk. That's my shit. That's my advice for you, man. Do a brisk walk. Uh, so he's running. He ends up getting caught by Jupiter. They, uh, man, it's a, it's a crazy situation with what they do, do to the father. Like it's fucking wild. Again, if you've seen it, you know exactly what happens. If you haven't, you're going to fucking freak. Like it's, it's, it, you're going to be like, damn, dude. <laughs> so, um, so it goes back to the, Mother, two daughters, baby, and the brother. And finally, the brother-in-law shows up. 
and he's got wire. This dude has found like a spool of wire from the air, the air base, abandoned air base. And he talks about how much stuff was abandoned there. And you could build an army surplus or air force surplus store or whatever. And, uh, it just, it, it's so crazy that, you know, they're still, I don't know, not advancing, trying to see like more help, build a fucking fire, you know, and they, I think they end up burning a tire the next day to, so like planes can see it. But, you know, all this, they, they basically terrorize them through the night. Um, the next day they kind of come back. They, you know, they want to make a comeback again. I don't want to spoil it for you, but they want to survive. I don't want to say it, man, but I, I kind of do. But D. Wallace does not go down without a fight. I got to tell you, man, this chick is like, she's not going. And that's another thing what, what I, I just loved about the movie. You know, you had some awesome actors. You had Susan Lanier that played Brenda. That was the sister uh, that ended up getting raped. Um, Robert Houston is Bobby, Mr. Bobby 45. Uh, D Wallace is, uh, is Lynn and, uh, the, which is the one with the baby, um, uh, and Russ Greve. So, uh, I hadn't seen him in a lot of things. Uh, John Stedman, again, he, he's been in, he was in the longest yard with Burt Reynolds, the original, uh, he was in Gator. Uh, he was also in white lightning, uh, the, the old man. So uh, played in a, a bunch of movies. Uh, Virginia Vincent is Ethel. That's the mom. <clears throat> so, yeah, they basically, um, two people do not make it. Two people do not make it. And they use one of them as, uh, I'm not going to give it away for you again, but they use one of them as bait. They set her out in a chair and basically put this wire that the brother-in-law found and they stick it out there by her and make a loop out of it. And hopefully somebody's going to come and step in it. And Papa Jupiter, they all come down. They're, you know, trying to chase Bobby. They got the dog chasing them. And, you know, Michael, Michael Berryman, he, he, it's not good for him. He, <laughs> it's not good for him. Uh, also Papa Jupiter, it, it was not good for him as well. You know, so <laughs> it's, uh, it was definitely crazy. And, and the guy's name is James Whitworth and this sucker in, it is six, five. He is a monster and weight weighs probably, I think they said he weighed like 270 pounds, man, a big fucking beast. And it just ends up, I mean, it, it's, it's a very quick and abrupt ending for the movie. Uh, it turns red and it's like the end. So, I mean, that's, that's what you have when you, I guess, you know, when you, you start thinking, you know, what could have happened? You know, there's still people alive up there in the hills, you know, uh, mama jupe, she's, she's still up there. So you, you still have that wondering. They also came out with a sequel. So, I, you know, again, the sequel was good as well. Uh, they also remade it, uh, it was, and it did good. You know, everything, everybody watched it. I watched it, had to watch it because it was just, the first one was so good. And, um, basically it's, it's kind of like the same cast, 
pretty much, but different storyline. But yeah, definitely, man. For for its time, the movie was so worth the fucking wait or the, worth the watch. It was so worth the watch. Um, loved it, loved it till this day. Um, like I said, it, it's it's not something that you're gonna sit there and watch over and over because it is like it is graphic. It was so graphic that they rated it X. They did, they rated it X. And they had to actually take some stuff out for the film people to get it rated R. And they said it was just too much of a shock factor for people in 77. And God, I can't blame them. You know what I mean? When I seen it, you know, in the 80s, early 80s, it was a shock to me. I was like, shit, again, I'm not going to fucking Nevada or Cali anymore. That's No, sir. But yeah, it's definitely, man, one of those that you definitely want to fucking watch. Um, and you will not regret the the time that you have put into watching this because I, if you listen, listen to my horror, horror cast or podcast, it's, that's just the way it is. You know, if, if I've wasted my time on something, uh, man, it, it pisses me off. I'll never get that time back, but this one you will not regret, man. I'm telling you, um, Actually, I think right about now, we're looking about 27 minutes and you already know, man, what 27 minutes or around this time is. It is time for the fucking smoke break. And today we are going to be smoking on some fucking blue diesel. And I had to bring back the banana rama shatter. And I'm not talking about Banana Ramble, the fucking band. I, <laughs> and it's fire, man. Super fire. Uh, I recommend it. Definitely. The Blue Diesel is definitely a go-getter. Also, if you guys want to listen to the project I've been working on, uh, again, you know, I, I'm a hip-hop artist as well. Um, go to YouTube and check out T-Shawn, T-S-H-O-N, and Track Bastard. All one word. It's new music. We just put up a, a new teaser. Uh, having a little distribution problem, but it will be coming out within the next few days. So definitely want to check that out. And I'd appreciate it if you guys check it out. So, but anyway... I'm going to go ahead, man, and I'm going to fire this up, man. Anybody out there that partakes, go ahead, man, partake with me, and I will see you in a minute. Right now, we're going to bump a little bit of uh, the Albino Gorillas, and it's eyeballing me. So check it out. This smoke break is brought to you by some fire ass weed. <laughs> Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> 
It's definitely the diesel, man. The blue diesel is fucking ridiculous, especially with the banana ram on top. Oh my god, dude! It's like a fucking, it's like a gangbang to the face. <laughs> but uh, woo! Uh, I'm back after I've done choked one lung out. I think it's stuck in my throat, so I'm gonna hit my iced coffee that Jonathan Ivy has got me addicted to. Ass. <laughs> that's that's my boy, man. Uh, it's actually an MMA fighter. I talk about him a few times on the podcast. Uh, actually, a good friend of mine and a horror movie buff as well. Uh, you can act, you can look him up on through Google, uh, Leg Lock Monster or Jonathan Ivy. You you can find him I V E Y. So thanks, Jonathan, for uh, getting me hooked on this damn iced coffee. And if you hear any paperwork in the background, it's my producer, Chris, has given me a lot of paperwork. <laughs> but I appreciate it, man. This guy has done so much for the show. Uh, huge, huge help. I mean, he's uh, taking it to different platforms, uh, different marketing. And thank you, you fucking guys for listening, man. Like, thank you for tuning in, downloading. Like, uh, I so fucking appreciate it. So appreciated, man. Uh, now, <clears throat> we're going to jump in to rating this motherfucker. And I'm going to go. We have a new rating system, which the listeners are probably going to dig. I actually dig because it's a little easier. Um, we're going to go for film originality. So for film originality on this one, uh, man, it's a 10. A fucking 10. No, I just, nobody's done it. Nobody did it before 77. Nobody got as uh, in-depth with actually a true story um, and made it into their own, but that's Wes Craven. You know, he was was one of the masters of horror. So much much love and rest in peace. Um, So, yeah, I'll give it that a 10. for cinematography, for its time, the angles, the quality of the shoot, you you got to give it a 10, man. It it was not nothing bootleg. It wasn't home movie-ish. It was damn near like you was there. So I've got to get a, get, got to get it a 10. Got to. Um next is going to be characters. Uh all the characters played a huge part in the storyline. All of them. Uh, they actually gave a reason for every spot of the movie. You know, all the way from Fred at the gas station to Mama Jupe on the fucking hill. 
You know what I mean? With her big ass up there fucking chilling, eating dog. So yeah, and it, it just, it, it was wide ranged. Everybody was where they were supposed to be. Uh, made the story super interesting because um, you had so much going on. And with the budget that they fucking had, man, you don't understand. This movie budget was less than $700,000. So I, th- I, think, I think they did a great job. Uh, characters, yeah, man. I mean, I'm going to give that a 10. I'm going to give it a 10. Acting, um, <clears throat> it was it was good. All the actors were pretty good. The sister kind of, I, I don't know, she was a little, little whiny. Um, Ruby, I mean, she, she did okay. She was believable. But everybody else was just, they were on it. You know, they were really on it. Just a couple of them didn't, you know, I, I guess they were newer to acting. And I just, I have to give it a nine. <laughs> I do. I got to give it a nine, man. You know. Again, there was some great acting in it, but all of them wasn't on on point, I didn't think. so. But that's my opinion. That's what the podcast is. So, again, for the acting, I'm giving nine. Uh, Special effects, when you get real cadaver dogs and you, you really eat raw fucking meat, I mean, that is... That's as special effects as you can get is the real thing. The blood didn't look fake. Even when Pluto ends up getting his damn uh, Achilles torn out. And I mean, man, that shit looks so fucking real. Uh, Yeah, I just, again, special effects for that time in 77, man, 10. Run it. 10. All right, music score. Well... It really, there really wasn't a main music score. Some of the, I mean, everything was on time. The music while they're running and chasing, or I thought there there should have been a little bit more. Just, you know, just a little bit more. You know, if John Carpenter would have been in that motherfucker, hey, I'd have to give that motherfucker a (laughs) 10. Because that's what he does, man. All the way up to the Halloween 2018. Him and his son did an amazing job on that. But back to this movie. I'm going to give the music score total. uh, I'm going to do a seven. I mean, I hate to, like I said, it could have been more. They could have added a little more. And But, again, that's my opinion. So, I'm just, I'm going to give it a seven. Sound quality is going to be for the next one. Um, Remember the sound quality of the shit? It It was fucking super, it was crazy for back then. You know, I mean, it was so, it was so crazy that they did not have to go far to get Dolby Digital. Okay. And Dolby Digital came out. If you had a fucked, fucked up sound on your movie, you're still going to have, it's still going to be off, but this was on, still on to this day. Uh, they got a Blu-ray version and it's still, it's still fucking on. So, um, sound quality being 77, I'm going to give it a nine. I mean, it was like I said, it was super dope. I loved it, and think that you know it was it was good quality, but it was it wasn't you know it's seventy seven. So, uh, gotta give it a, a nine. <clears throat> uh, the next one is gonna be scares. Um, I talked to my producer Chris about this one, so really didn't know how to address it. 
Um, if it was how many jumps, uh, scares or goosebumps, or like I always say, if you can't go piss by yourself, you're, that's a fucking horror movie, bro. Period. That's a horror movie. And I think we came up with the whole movie just being a scare, being a horror movie, putting you in a horrific situation. I mean, that's fucking, that's, that's pretty out there, man. You know, you, you go and you're in the fucking desert with your family, you break down and, you know, it's, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, except these fuckers aren't using chainsaws. They're using dull ass blades and ripping your ass apart. I mean, I, originally I gave it an eight, but I think, just because of that, the situation, being put in that situation, thinking of getting put in that situation, will scare, <clears throat> I mean, it could horrify some fucking people, terrorize your fucking, you know, your mind, <laughs> and so, I'm going to give it a nine, I'm going to jump it up to nine, um, I'm going to have to have to get that, get my producer to go ahead and run a an overall for me, but still, we still got two more to go. Entertainment value. Oh, man. From the beginning of the movie to the end, it was beyond entertaining. It had me locked in my seat. I remember, like, being a kid, I believe I, like, around 10 years old, and I was watching this movie at Ryan Stockard's house. Uh, one of my good friends still to this day, uh, horror, another horror movie lover. Uh, we were at his house and I was, we were on the edge of his grandmother's couch and that's who we lived with and watching this. And I mean, I don't think we even got up to, to do anything to piss, uh, shit, whatever, you know, I mean, to get a drink. So yeah, it, it was, yeah. Entertaining as hell. You know, that's, that's why I, I'm going to give the entertainment part a 10. Like, it, it was, it was so much, you know, you see a, <clears throat> and I'm going to go ahead and say it. I mean, like I said, if you hadn't seen it, you know, you need to see it. If you had you will see it. What I'm talking about. Uh, if you have, you know what the fuck I'm talking about, man, the bird, the bird scene was fucking crazy, crazy. And that's why I was just like, Oh damn, you know? Uh, so yeah, 10, it, it, uh, it definitely was very entertaining. <laughs> uh, Rewatch value, and basically to see how many times you would rewatch something. Because honestly, I can watch certain movies over and over and over, but this one, I I can't. <laughs> like it's that, in some parts, so graphic and semi-realistic that I, yeah, I I, I don't want to every weekend or every other weekend or once a month. You know, watch The Hills Have Eyes. It's just got to be one of those, <clears throat> like, wrong turn. You know, I, I can't watch it that over and over, you know. So, because it's such, you know, you go up in them backwoods, you don't know what's in them fucking hills, man. You don't know. Plus, the, it's the Air Force. They do all kind of experiments out there all the damn time. Somebody could get a hold of some fucking ketchup gas. You know, not mustard gas, ketchup gas. And fuck you right up. 
Instead of getting cancer, you fucking mutate. You know what I mean? You got an extra asshole. So, I mean, yeah, dude, you don't know what's up there, man. I don't know. I don't want to see that every fucking day. <laughs> but, again, rewatch value. Um, man, I... I had to give it a six because, like I said, I'm not. It's something I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna watch, but maybe a, a couple times a year because it is that gr- good. But it's fucking gruesome and graphic. You know what I mean? And like I say, you know, I I have PTSD, and you know, I I need movies that are PTSD friendly sometimes. So uh, and you know, definitely. We uh we support the mental aware- mental health awareness, man, definitely. So uh, much love to any listeners, man. If uh, if you deal with mental health issues or um, any kind of illness from the mind or ADHD, you know, ADHD, whatever. Uh, so we gave that a six. All right, and the overall, it's gonna give us a. We're gonna see what's gonna give us a ten, closest to ten. I'm going to give this movie an overall nine, an overall nine. I mean, like I said, it's a great movie. It's a definitely one to watch. I would not, I didn't regret my time watching. I would not regret the time that I, if I watched it again and you wouldn't, it's definitely one to check out. So, um, definitely guys, man, like, you know, rent it, borrow it, buy it, watch it. Or stream it. <laughs> and it's, I'm telling you, you guys will dig it, man. If you don't, hey, leave a comment, send me a message, tell me what you thought about the movie. You know, give me your opinion on the movie. We'll talk, maybe talk about it on the next podcast. Of course, you don't really know what I'm going to do until you tune in and check it out. So, You got to tune in to the next one to find out what I'm going to do. And I guarantee you it is going to be a good one because it's, it's not going to be my usual. It's not going to be my usual. So, uh, and it's actually going to be a two for one. So that's a little something else to give you guys, man. And thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in, man. Thank you for, for all the love everybody shows. Also just want to give my guy Chad arms, a huge shout out. Thank you so much. He's actually uh plugging the show. Um, he is awesome. Awesome guy with some great interviews. Go check him out on Chad arms TV on YouTube. You can also follow him Chad arms TV on Facebook. Um, Definitely doing big things, man. Uh, him and Squints, super proud of those guys, man. Uh, super proud of them. Also, go pick up the new Fathead Project. It is also is a hip hop album, uh, real talk, real good music, and it's Fathead P H A T H E A D, and it is I believe the, the album is the Music Child, and which they, he and he is my homeboy. I was uh, close friends with his brother that passed away. Rest in peace, Joe Charette. Uh Man, that's, that's, that was a rough one. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, go check out Fathead. You can look him up on YouTube. He's got a new video. Uh, they're doing magazine articles on this kid. He is really doing big things, man. So uh, that's for all my hip-hop listeners. <laughs> but all my horror, horror movie buffs and, and fans, thank you so much, man. You guys are fucking the shit. 
You do not know how much I appreciate y'all listening to a fucking just a, a guy that chills at his fucking crib, man, and loves horror movies and loves to talk about them. So, you know, like I always say with this movie, rent it, borrow it, buy it, stream it, watch that motherfucker and much, much horror movie love, man. I will check you, check you guys out next time. And again, you got to tune in to figure out and find out what I'm going to review. But it is a two for one. It is a menage. So check it out next time, man. Much, much horror movie love. And as always, peace.